Hello and welcome back to the Dodgy Neat Excuse podcast. For another episode, we have a couple of wonderful guests joining us today. We also have a new co-host because I've sacked Connor. No, I'm only joking. He's had a little Christmas break, so I've had to rope somebody else in. Fortunately, Louis Silvani has stepped in to join us today. He also works with, or recently worked with, one of our special guests. Louis, how you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you. How you doing? Yeah, very well. Thanks very well. Is this your first podcast? It is, and I know the pressure's on to perform in how ruthless you've been with Connor. So This is your trial, mate. This is your trial. If it doesn't go well, you're going to get the sack. You're going to get the sack. You're going to be done. Right, so we will introduce our guests. Today we have two players that started together, was it under 14? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 14? Yeah, well, we've, done, we've done our research. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. there before you, yeah, under 14. Not only was he there before me, he was like a legend. A legend? By the time I Was he the man? He was the man. He he was was the man. You've never told me this. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest, he was the man at I was, I was, I was. You knew he was the man. I was Maybe the, he had the little Wu-Tang right. hoodie at them yeah, times, but... He was the man back then. So who we're talking about here, played at Charlton before going on to, is it Brentford Southend? No, so Charlton and then a couple of loan spells, yep. Bristol City, Brentford. Then I, when I left Charlton, I went to Southend United. And then after that, the non-league journey, the interesting the journey, journey non-league begins. started. Yeah. You've heard it from the man himself, it's Osei Sankofa. And we today also have a very good friend of his, as we said, spoke and played together from, from the age of under 14. We have Lloyd Sam, started at Charlton, is it then moved on to? Yeah, Charlton, a few loan spells, but then I went to Leeds United. Yep. New York Red Bulls, and then uh, DC United. Yeah. Now I'm at Miami FC. Miami FC, not, not the Beckham one though, no? Not the Beckham <laughs> one, don't even get me started with the Beckham one. Not the Beckham one, unfortunately. Not, not the Beckham one, but we're in a great spot right now. We're going into a new league. Yeah. USL Championship. So yeah. What level is that? Cool. USL Championship. It's like MLS is like Prem. Yep. And that's like Championship. Yeah, so yeah. So like second below. division out there. Exactly. Second division out there. So Good stuff. Exciting time. Cool. So this is following on from our previous episode with Kit Simons. So if you haven't listened to that, go and check it out. If you have listened to it, let us know what you think. Leave a review. We had uh, one bad review, and this is me talking directly to Sunderland <laughs> Jim right now. Um, Please be patient. <laughs> he gave us a one-star review, and the really? the, the content was he, he said, <laughs> "Really, really good podcast, but I want more episodes." That was the that's one, one star. star. That's, that's not, not one star. star. Not one star. That's not one star. That's a three-star review. Do you know what I mean? I, I get the frustration. So give me a bit of time. Come on, we're, we're getting the episodes in. Hopefully, this will be another good one, and then we'll we'll follow it up with some really other people after you. Do you know what I mean? Like, hopefully, I don't know if you can change them on Apple. Maybe you can. But <laughs> it, it's under the gym. If you're listening, if you like this one, can you bump it up to like minimum three star? Because you're killing me there at the minute. Mm. I've got like this row of five-star review, and then there's just this little bit there. It's like Sunderland Jim on that one star just killing me. So, yeah, be patient, be patient. We're coming. So, a little bit more on our guests. Could you perhaps give us a bit of an idea of when you started out at Charlton? So, were you there first, or say? Yeah, I was there first. I went as an under 14, as we mentioned. Interestingly, at that time, I had the opportunity to go to Fulham and Millwall, mm-hmm. so all around the same time. As a young player, you are a little bit of a glory hunter, as, as a most football fan. So, at the time, Fulham were in Division 3. This was when Mohamed Al-Fayed first came in and Kevin Keegan was the manager. So for your younger listeners, they're not going to know what I'm talking about because Fulham then is different to Fulham now. Millwall at the time, I think they were in what is now called the Championship, but then it would have been Division 1. But Millwall was always a club that, to be honest, for a lot of particularly black people growing up and growing up in Bermondsey in the first part of my life, like there's a lot of issues <laughs> yeah. of racism in that area. So given the choice, it wasn't somewhere that I would be mm. running to go to. So fortunately, I had opportunities to go to, mm. to other clubs. Mill will do great work, by the way, nowadays, and they've tried to shake off that stigma. But back then, there, yeah, was, a lot, yeah. there was a lot going on. So Charlton was the, was the logical choice. They were in the championship at the time, Division One, And I think a year after I got there, they were in the Premier League. So mm. they were a team that was sort of up there. So yeah, Charlton is an under-14 player. I've been waiting for my chance for a number of years, so just delighted to get in. To be fair, Lloyd's mentioned already, they loved me within, <laughs> with, literally within a couple of weeks. Literally within a couple of weeks, they've decided they wanted to give me a scholarship, which yeah. is like unheard of, because I've basically come in on trial, and within two weeks, they're saying, no, we want to keep you for five years. There's so, a few golden boys. Yeah. Like three or four of them. So there were, there were three other players who were also signed up long-term. Who were they? So they were Stacey Long, Chris Nunn, and Michael Nani. Turner. 
But he was older than us, though. I'm talking about our age group. Did you go into Milan? I went into Milan, but we'll yeah, we'll get we'll get onto that. I think we're there right now. I think yeah, yeah. I'm Do you want to go there? Let's go it, there. I think that was early stages. Yeah, it I was early. I didn't know about that. It was early, but I think that was more by the time we got into under 15. Oh, that's okay, when that yeah, started yeah. happening. But yeah, no, Charlton was was great for me from day one. I had my long term future secured very early on in my Charlton career, and the first part of my career was was fantastic, as I'm sure we'll get onto. So you signed 14, so nowadays the academy system is players are signed as young as well. That's a controversial topic in itself, but like at 7, 8, kind of officially signed at academy forms. At 14, at that point, was that when the academy system, because the Centre of Excellence has kind of started that, at that point, were players getting signed at 14 or was it No, I was, I was late into the system, like 14, 15 was late. We I'm surprised that you came at four, I thought you had been there for so long. Nah. Nah. Boy. Yeah, so when I when I when I came in, there were boys that had already been there for four and five years. So players had already been there from sort of under nines, under tens. But I wasn't phased by any of that. I knew my chance was going to come because I was playing for the South London District at the time, and every single player in the South London District side was already at a club, and I'm playing for that club, and I'm sorry for that district, mm-hmm. and I'm playing for in a London county. So district and county level football was really big back then. Who all the, some of the, players, all yeah. the best players. So back then you had people like Cherno Samba, football manager legend, championship yeah, 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 manager right. legend. <laughs> yeah. that's, the, that's, our, that's our age group. Yeah, that was um, too. Kieran Richardson, you know, Michael Timlin, who's like, there's lots and lots of players who went on to have careers. No one's had a, a sort of stellar, outstanding career, but solid like football league players. And actually there was a, there was a fixture South London versus Blackheath that my dad actually recorded as uh, 11, 12 year olds. And literally there's like 20 players on the pitch who all went on to play like professionally, but we're all on the same pitch as 11 year old boys. That's crazy. Like, it's incredible. And we still got the tape on VHS. When you think about the stats now of like, I think it's something like 1% of boys signed at 18 are still playing at 24. Mm. And then after that, it's another 1% of, of that yeah. 100%. <clears throat> to think that you had 20 boys yeah. on the same Li- pitch literally. that all moved on. Literally. People must, they must have been recruiting the so right much, players. There's so much talent. Like at that time, there was so much talent in South London, and like when I came to Charlton, I only realised now how good our team was. Mm. It's like we don't have like all the big names that went on to make it, but it's like when we played Man United in the Youth Cup, all of their guys went to make it, but we were like, you know what I'm saying? We were kind of close. What was it? One one the first round. No, we weren't far off. But our team, like we had so such good players that were like, they weren't big names, but we could mix it with the best of best of teams. When we used to play against Palace back in the day. We wouldn't lose a game. We Why do you think that was? Was it just good recruitment, luck of the draw of, of think, recruitment from that area? I think South London has always produced players. Like when I hear a lot of the stuff being said now about Jaden Jaden Sancho and, and this emergence of South London talent, it's a bit of an insult for us because we're like, we talking about like, this has always existed. You're now in a situation where obviously football is far bigger than it was when we were coming through in terms of social media and global appeal of the Premier League. But the players have always existed. The players nowadays also, in my opinion, having worked in the system and having gone all the way through the the professional game, is that the players are getting a lot of help to become professionals. We were pretty much left to our own devices. Senior pros wouldn't help us. You had no... There was no one really monitoring your diet or making sure that you was in the gym or making sure you did extras. This this didn't exist when, when we were playing. You just sort of had to look at what senior pros were doing, try and survive in that environment and see where it gets you. So this whole like player, player development now is completely different to back then. So it's easy to say in hindsight, if we had those things, we would have had a better chance of playing. But Lloyd's just mentioned our pedigree, what we were doing at those younger age groups you can't question what we were doing. You know, you know, we'll go on to talk about it again. Lloyd and I both played for, for England. We were mixing it with those players. We were those players. That's what we were. But my, for one reason or another, things... My story was a little different because he was already like in England set up from 15. I was like not as much as a brand name straight away. So when I came in, obviously, as I said, Osei was a bit more of the... Ma- I was working to try and get there. Were you, were you coming in at 14 as well? I came in, it's funny, that year, everybody signed, right? They signed a whole lot of good players. Mm. So I came in a few months after Ossie yeah. came there. Uh, we were all great friends, it seemed like. It was a great camaraderie as a team. 
and we went through a few years, what, 14, 15, 16. Mm -hmm. And then I probably made my name more probably 17s year. Under 16s, I think I should have got released. <laughs> I had really? one of the worst years I've ever seen from anyone. Do you remember nah. when I threw off on the field? Yeah, I do. But so, you know what? It's, fun, it's, it's, it's funny you say that, though, because I, I still remember your first training session. Oh, okay, not then. I, I, yeah. I, like, so you're I, saying it took a while for you to become the guy, but I knew about your talent on okay. day one. So so let me rephrase, let yeah. me rephrase. I came in, and obviously my talent at the time, without being a big head, I think it was undeniable. Like There was things I could do with the ball that... Wherever I went, it was recognised. Had you come from another club, or had you come from grassroots, or where was that before Charlton? I was at Wimbledon for a year. Mm. I was at Wimbledon for a year. They released me end of the year, and then I came to Charlton. But um, I just remember, like, I don't think I had the same mentality that I do now. I was a more of a timid guy, and it's like I would come in there, and I wouldn't really take it by the scruff of the neck, if you get what I'm saying, like I would now in life. It was more like. If I had a chance to do a skill, I would do it. Rather than to make it in the game, you have to get in there and say, I want to be the best player every time I'm on the training pitch, every time I'm in a match. I didn't really have that mentality. So I've really basically learned. And as things were going on, I realised, like, I need to be more aggressive with it. And as time got by, as I said, under-16s, that was really a really bad year for me. That's when we mixed with the under-17s. And I remember I was doing some mad things when I threw up. Why'd you throw up? If I'm honest, like, at them times, <laughs> I was a bit of a joke of the, like, certain times. Like, no one really took me seriously as a guy. I was coming from, I went to an American school. Mm. And I remember I used to get a lot of jokes I was going to say, we used to call, didn't we used to call you something? I used to get a lot of jokes from that because uh, my dad put me in American school. So it was a bit weird. It was like, my upbringing was different. So it was like, it was a bit tougher to... <laughs> Even though I was from South London like the rest, my, it was a little bit different. Your culture would have been a bit different. A tiny bit different. Yeah, yeah. Wearing baggy jeans. Mm. Can you imagine wearing baggy jeans around everyone? You know what I'm saying? It was just mad. So certain <laughs> times, like, I had to learn the hard way. So coming, certain times, I had to, when I was older, I looked back and I was like, oh my <laughs> God. Like, I can't believe some of the things like I was doing. Was so you getting stick in the dressing room? I was that? getting stick. Like, let's not, <laughs> I'll say, I was getting stick. So I don't want to disrespect you. Don't disrespect. But I, Let's I, I be think, honest. I think it's made me you, who you, I am today. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you were. Nowadays, we have a little saying: when someone is consistently doing nonsense, <laughs> we call them a clown. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm not saying I didn't know that was. Good. No, I, I think didn't you know, know but but back then yeah. you were a bit of a clown. He was clown. like. The, I would have called myself a clown. There's stuff that he would do. That's just like, how is this that? Is why is that? Hap why is that happening? It's unrelated to football, though. If something silly was going to happen, it will be with like. You got, you got an example? It'll, it'll be with like. Okay, one time I went, I remember I went on holiday to America and I came back like the day before or something and like we had a game against Everton. And I remember like being young, I'm like, oh, we have a game. I've woke up at like three in the morning, like jet lag. I've eaten like a big dinner before the game at like seven or something. Not realising this is a crazy thing to do before playing a game. I didn't even start the game. I came on. I actually remember I came on and I did all right. Mm. I've basically <laughs> done a Moises scheme. I've, I've come on and like I couldn't breathe. I've thrown up on the field and I've had to come back off the, off the field. And I've got stick for like, I don't even know how long for that. That was one thing. <laughs> Obviously the baggy jeans was another. I just wasn't down with it at the time. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had come from a different environment. Yeah. I was a good player. But when it came to like, you know what I'm saying, with the boys and... I think he had a little accent as well. I think I'm right. Am I right in saying that? I don't know if I had an accent. Might have a little twang, maybe. I think he had a little twang. And then you, he, he had this friend who he always used to bring. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. He had this friend. Hold on. He had this I'm friend. I'm about to lose some, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to lose nah, some but, girls from this podcast. Nah, but... You grew out of that though. You, you grew, and that wasn't even your fault. He was your friend, but it just didn't fit yeah, into like we like we we grew up like most of us. It's South London council estate. It's um, it's mainstream school. It's all of the slang and all the stuff that you see now. That that it was the same back then. And he just came out of a different environment. But as I said, for for me, the the respect I had for him as a football player was there from day one. And actually, the, the, the fact that 
crazy stuff did seem to happen to him, it was kind of endearing as well because it was like you want to be around him. Like he's a fun <laughs> guy. Like you want to be around. Him, sometimes so. you need someone like that. In the yeah, like don't you? sometimes, no, sometimes it like it's that. usually a goalkeeper. It wasn't like that. <laughs> it, like, wasn't it wasn't like, like that. But we were young. You have to remember as well. We're, we're teenage boys, so you can you can deal so, with it a bit more. If we're grown men and this is happening, this is like this. The upbringing was just different. The upbringing was yeah. just different. I went and I moved away. I lived in Africa for three years. Went to an American school. That's why I came back to an American school. So I was a bit out of touch with certain <coughs> things. But what I've realised about football is everybody likes a good player, though. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I survived. Because every time I turned up, I did my thing on the field, barring when I had to get taken off or something. But um, when it came to, like, under 17, I had a bad year. I thought I was going to get released. I should have probably got released. And they decided to keep everybody, which I was like, wow, they kept me. Let me make sure that there ain't even, like, another chance that I could lose like that sort of situation so after that I came back 17s and if I'm honest like I lit it up that whole year I've never really looked back from under 17s did that kind of wake you up then that that kind of wake, that that, that <coughs> woke me up that yeah. woke me up that woke me up then I, the rest of my career I've never looked back because you went on loan as a first year as well didn't you so that was under 18 season okay. first year pro yeah. scholar were we second years was we first years? I felt like I felt like you were seventeen though when you went. Nah, I was older than that. Okay. I, was older. I think I was eighteen. Okay. I remember I went to Leyton Orient. Like that was a big move to go Leyton Orient at my age. It was. Was that eighteen? I believe I yeah. was eighteen. Went there. Martin Ling was the manager, and I don't think that was, that that was a that was a good experience. Went there three months, came back, uh, and then that's when me and you. <laughs> Me and this guy, when we was in coming through, now we're about to get in the first team. When we were trained with the first team, I told you about this the other day. The hardest guy to get past in the first team was Osse. Oh, really? The hardest guy to stop was me in the first team. And that's not even an, an exaggeration. Like, <clears throat> we've come and, like, Curbs didn't really want to play youngins at that time. So it's like... Literally, I'm not saying we were the best players that should be playing, but when you talk about getting past the player or like defending, like he was the hardest guy. When you I felt was you were ready, up. you felt you were ready to play. If I'm honest, I was, we were both ready to play. I've got to say, we were ready to play. Were we ready to play? Curb said he <clears> wanted guys to be 22 years old before they come in. Did he? Did he say why? Was it? Was it just purely an age maturity thing, or did he think that's you more were a what he was on? I think that's more what he was yeah, on. Some of that, aren't they? Like, just as an example, some of the stuff they would do when I look back and I'm like, rah, that's the respect they had. Like, I'm a right-footed winger. But when they needed someone to cross with their left foot, as an 18-year-old, they'd put me to cross with left foot rather than a senior pro to cross. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was like that sort of, like, our ability at that time was like, we were right up there with the first team. But we didn't really get an easy passage in. Nah, not at all. Like we, I can't remember when you first started training with the first team. But if I just go back a few years before that, as a like, you know, when I was in year eleven in school, so under sixteen, when it was half term, I was in with the first team. I was. I, I was in with the first team early, like very early, and for me, it wasn't. I didn't even necessarily want to go in. <laughs> I wanted to be with my friends as a sixteen-year-old boy, yeah, yeah. but. They've invited me in, so I have to go in. So I was in that environment for, for a very long time. And I was always able to adapt. And as, as Lloyd said, it's, it's not an exaggeration what he's saying. Like, I used to, we used to take it very personally, like our craft. Like, you, you can't, you're not getting past me. That was my mentality. Like, you're not getting past me. And he was the, he was the best dribbler. He could go, Lloyd could go off both feet. He had he had a box of tricks you literally didn't know, but he was strong on both sides. That's what that's what made him so difficult. But I was very lucky that as well. There were a few other wingers at the club at the time. So you had Lloyd Sam next to me. You had Jamal Campbell Rice and you had Jerome Thomas. Ooh, so for me, talent. for me, that's like you can't get better than that at one football club to perfect your craft of defending one v one. And you know, I, I remember having I had a conversation once with with Keith Peacock. He was the assistant manager at the time. I know we're jumping around a bit, but we were on the we're at White Hart Lane. I'll never forget this. We're at White Hart Lane, and I've been travelling with the team for a while at this point. And Keith pulled me, 
this is uh, before the match, we're just walking on the pitch. He said, Osse, I want to talk to you. I said, go on, Keith. He's gone, um, he's talking about Luke Young, who was the first choice right back at the time. He's gone, Osse, are you quicker than Luke Young? I said, yeah, I think so. He's gone, yeah, I agree with that. He's gone, are you better in the air than Luke Young? I said, yeah, I think so. He's gone, yeah, I agree with that. He's gone, are you better on the ball than Luke Young? I said, yeah, I think I am. <laughs> he said, yeah, I agree with that. He said, are you a better defender than Luke? That ask Lloyd. I thought, yeah, I'm a better defender than him. He's like, are you better positionally than him? I said, Keith, I think I am. He said, I'm going to give him that one. I've said, so Keith, like, what are you saying to me, basically? <laughs> what, like, what you, he said, I'm telling you, you're a very good player. Mm. So Lloyd's not exaggerating what, what he's saying. Like, we were in very good company. We were doing very well. But that pathway mm. of wanting to develop players and wanting players to come through the system, maybe Kerbs thinks thought he'd already done it because you had Parker, Koncheski. So he kind of had done it. Mm. And maybe he thought that we can wait a little bit longer and the same thing would happen. By so, that time, remember I said my, my coming through wasn't as easy with all the, you know what I'm saying? At the time, I didn't give a fuck about <laughs> no one. I was like, I've gone through a hard time. Subconsciously, that had turned me into a guy with an attitude now. Now when I'm around the first team, remember I said there was timidness and all that. I didn't, even down to today, like, I'm just like, I would get in there, I wasn't respecting no one. Like, if there was someone to run at and take on and embarrass, I'm doing it every time, every single time. Like, I'm running, I'm taking on a, a guy that's in front of me. Do you think that like, mentality shift was the difference between you almost being released and then kicking on that year after? That like mentality shift, that, that shifted in my whole life, though. It seeped into other areas, and it's like, I was so much more a go-getter about what I needed to go and get. And I think that's the only reason I've lasted in this game 18 years, like, as a winger. It's tough to last in the game that long as a winger. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, thank God for that, because otherwise I, I would never have lasted that long. Now I go to a new club and automatically I've got the chip on my shoulder and I'm like, you get in there. You know, you get in there and you're feeling people out. I'm already like, I've been through my hard times already. I've been through my hard times. There's nothing that someone can show nothing me. Nothing can that, phase you. Do you know what I'm saying? At that time, I just took it on. And now I'm like ready to go in. And I think that was probably the best thing that ever happened. And then obviously, as obviously now I'm back in the London environment. <laughs> now I'm wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> what was it? We're 19, we got a ministry of sound. Do you know what I'm saying? Now we're making a little money. We're getting some girls. You know what I'm saying? It's like life is going well. Like that period there where it was like, I think this is probably every every player's favourite time. You turn the corner from a young academy player to the young pro. You got a little Range Rover Sport, 22 inch rims. You're living life now. You know what I'm saying? We both had ranges. We live next door to each To be fair, we, we were actually enjoying it. We live next. We bought houses. You might have to tell them about how we bought these houses. It was ridiculous. We bought two apartments next door to each other. Both had ranges. We were going we were, out we, every Saturday, Tuesday. We were living life. We were living life. And obviously the confidence levels is just is through the roof because we're doing well at football. Playing for England, as Lloyd said, you got a bit of money in your pocket. Like you're feeling good. Like everything is on the up. You've got everything to look forward to and everything to, to aim for. The house situation, we just thought, let's just drive around and see if there's any developments around here. We literally saw a sign and we said, Oh, let's go to the marketing suite. Yeah. We've gone into the marketing suite, spoken to this woman called Val. Yeah. We've had a little chat with her. Within like half an hour, we're signing. And like we bought a house, we like, both bought houses. Like literally, that, that's what we did. Life of a Premier League footballer. Alone. We we <laughs> yeah. as, again we bought next door to each other. Yeah. Like we we could have just lived together. We still own the places. Still now. own the places. <laughs> I bet like, you drove there in your own Range Rovers as well. Yeah, Tell like next door to each other, same <laughs> parking space. So like our our early part of our journeys was practically identical. Um, but then obviously football takes you that was what, like some of my favourite times that, that period yeah they were great times it's like what am I talking about 2021 20, like through there I'd, I'd say it started earlier than that though because you had say as young pros because I made my debut at 18 
against Man United at Old Trafford, seventy eight thousand. That's insane. So we yeah, that so that period of enjoyment started around then. So we haven't even so the FA Youth Cup season. So as as second years, first year pros, but we signed our pros in our second year, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's when I would say things that went up a completely new level. Our, new F, level. our FA new Youth level. Cup run was incredible. We got to the semi final that year. We played against who was the first game against? We played like Cardiff away, beat them three 0 Bang! See you oh, later. Like FA Youth Cup. Played Sunderland away, two all draw. Mm. Then beat them after extra time on penalties. Mm. See you later. Then we played. Who was it? Wolves at home. Wolves, Wolves at home. Beat them one 0 I think Wolves was was before Sunderland. Was then it? We had around. Leeds. Then we had Leeds what away. We had James Milner, Aaron Lennon was and in between. These, there. these times, Milner and and Lennon had just sort of broke through. Yeah. So Lennon didn't actually play on the day. Did either of them play? Lennon didn't play because they had pushed him to first team yeah, at like he, sixteen. Yeah, he was already was in, he was already in the first team. We beat them. Beat them at Ellen Road. Road. I remember Seb one nil. Yeah, one nil. And then, and then we, we had Man United next game. We played Man United in the in the semi final, the first leg at the Valley. We got ten thousand. So we're set. We're second year. We weren't scholars. We had already signed pro, but second year that age group under eighteen. Under eighteen, yeah, yeah. we're getting ten thousand at Old Trafford. I don't know if that's ever happened at Charlton. At other clubs, no way. Ten thousand at the Valley. At the Valley. At the Valley. Yeah. The valley. In, a, 10, in a youth game. The, yeah, yeah. It's a youth cup game. The capacity is like twenty six thousand. Yeah. We've got ten. Who was in, in that cup. United youth team? Who was in that? Bardsley. Richardson. Kieran Richardson was in it. Um, Bardsley. Luke Steele, goalkeeper. Uh, who else yeah, was in it? The Wonder Kid. Mads, Mads Tim. Mads Tim. Champions, championship manager legend. Mads, Mads Tim. Tim. Not a legend, but good young he player. He was a legend. Oh, like, young. Yeah. Like, he was a legend. There Just, was a lot that went to make first team. Yeah. Uh, who was this? Was David Jones. Remember yeah, him? David Jones. He went to play for, for Wigan. Like, he had a decent career. Yeah. But Richardson was like their star. Yeah, Up, they didn't have PK Ramon, there, Ramon Calist. No, he wasn't there. That was a reserve game. Just before yeah. we move out of the the youth stuff, yeah, yeah. I just want to quickly revisit into Milan. So, mm. what what age was that? That was under fifteen. What was that a trial? So, it's, it was so crazy. Some of the stuff that was happening. So basically, there was a link up between the two clubs, where they wanted to exchange best practice or players. Players could go there and, and we could go there. Is it a bit like work experience? Sort of? No, it wasn't really work experience because I was, I was a schoolboy. So it wasn't work experience, but it was just basically... Some sort of experience. I don't know what we go was to, There was four of us that went over to Milan to go to their training complex. And then I think later on, some of their players came over to England and there was a, there was a few swaps. But these times as well, there was stupid stuff in the paper like AC Milan and, and Inter Milan wanted to sign me. Like this was, was in, that in the paper? This was in the newspaper. Like, <laughs> I said he was a legend. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to dig that out somewhere. <laughs> Obviously, I, mean, I didn't even know about that. Right, it's stupid. It. I don't, it wasn't true because no one ever contacted, but it was in the paper. But if someone sees you at the training ground, the first thing they think is, that's a story. And then they maybe. Twist it to that. Maybe. But, but they sent four of our young players yeah. there. But that, but that was an interesting trip because obviously Inter Milan are Italian giants. This is when the real Ronaldo was playing for them and he's my favourite player of all time. Their training ground, you know, that's when I started to look at myself and think, okay, also you've actually got quite a bit of work to do. That experience humbled me because they were a lot better than us. They trained on pitches where there was no grass, it was dust. Really? Dust. Into Milan? Into Milan, dust. Their academy didn't train near the first team. They were doing weights. The boys were massive, <laughs> big legs. Yeah. They were all already on the weights. They were already basically living like pros. So coming from England and seeing that, it was like, okay, like, also you've you've got work to do. I knew I was good, but I was like, okay, this is this is a completely different level. But so it was a good experience. Were there any notable players that you were? Nah, you were I was I was just soaking it all up. I was just uh, to be honest, I was just happy to be there. We were there for five days. We got shown around the city. We were. In Lake Como, like living, I'm a 15 year old kid from Brixton. I'm like in Lake Como, going shopping in like in the Mil- in the Milan shopping center. Like it's just stupid. I'm not I'm not supposed to be here. It was weird. You I'm just here. disappeared for a while yeah. and then came back. But you just, just took it on the chin. But you didn't a, even know what was going on. But there was a lot of stuff like that going on. Like you know, playing for England. Mm-hmm. You know, you back then. I don't know if it's the same now. I'm getting like chauffeur-driven Mercedes coming to pick me up from my house. I'm a 15-year-old kid. Like I've got a guy in a suit like holding the door open for me. Like It's just it's a different world. Just, yeah, just a completely different world. Obviously enjoyable, but just How a completely different How long was the uh, England career then? 
I played for England for five years. Was that what? Wait, fifteen to fifteen to twenties. Yeah, and what, what was that like? So obviously coming from Charlton, were you then mixing with? I'm not saying Charlton was a worse academy, but were you mixing with the the Man United, Arsenal's? And yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the England group that I played with. So, and again, I was, like as mentioned, I, I don't want to sort of overplay this. I wasn't a legend. I was a very, I was fought very highly of at the club, and I would I would actually ask the academy manager like, when am I going to get to go to England trials? Like, I know I'm good. Yeah. When am I going? Like, what's... what's Wait, like, what's, I'd, say I'd, say that to, I'd say that to Mick Brown. Oh, I'd say Brown. it to him. Like, when, man, Brown. when am I going? So anyway, by the time I, I got there, you know, my... Born in 1985, just revealed my age there. <laughs> but my my England age group was, like, most notable, Wayne Rooney. Same age group. Um, James Milner, Tom Huddleston, Wayne Routledge. Ross Turnbull, Luke Steele, Scott Carson, Gary Cahill. Right, few, few, few other players. So that that's that's my that's my age group. That's my pedigree. That's my heritage. That's where where I where I came from. It was just unfortunate that Lloyd's in a different age group to me. We didn't actually play with each. Lloyd played for England too, yeah. but yeah, we yeah, didn't. Above. Huh? You year above he was you above. Like, he was a year above. I was a year above. I'm eighty-four. And you came into the system a bit later, didn't you? I came in at nineteen, yeah. under nineteen. Yeah. Now that I had my new mentality, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I came in, and some of the names were similar, though. Yeah. There's there would have been a, a bit of a piece of paper somewhere where it has the squad I'm in, and the names are ridiculous. Like it's all prim. You know what I'm saying? Guys yeah. that have made it. Notable top names. Level. Yeah. yeah. Was it but David you, Bentley? He was in my one. Yeah, unbelievable. Were you aware unbelievable back technician back when then. you were playing with these players, could you see that they were a different level or did you think at that point you're the same level as me and it just it, it took a bit of a better turn for... They weren't at a different level. They, they had a name. Yeah. Is that because of and the club? No, they were think? good players but I was a very good player as well and when I got there people were like surprised at how good I was once I got there. What I realised in my career is I, I can mix it with, with anyone. Obviously, we're going to get later to the career when I played with, obviously, Thierry Henry and guys like that. And what I re- and he used to come and tell me things like, and I just realised like, if I see a player in the non-league and he can play, it's likely he could play, I don't, don't quote me, but he could play, it's likely he could play at the top level depending in the right, on the right, characteristics. In the right environment. Do you understand? In the right environment. Like, the right player in the right environment. It's not crazy for a non It happens, but to me, it's sometimes you just need that luck, like, just to get that call. You know someone, to yeah, believe, someone to believe I'm, in you. I've always wondered that. Is there a player, like, it could be in the championship right now, who, if you put him in the right circumstances in, I don't know, the Man City team, are they... Yeah, are well, they going to bag 20 goals? Well, well, that's a really good example. Are they going to bag 20 goals? Yeah, who do you say? Daniel James. Okay, yeah, he made that step well. up this year from, from the championship. Obviously, the best example is Jamie Vardy. He's playing non-league yeah. football five seasons ago. That's ridiculous. The, the line is it's a fine line, man. Like, between non-league and... It's obvious, it's habits and attitude. And luckily, I developed some attitude that I just want to win every game, whatever it is, even if it's Monopoly. To give you an idea of, of this lot's attitude, we played a game of ball before we come in here. And when Osso went out first, he was on the floor doing press-ups, punishing himself. <laughs> that, that gives you the mentality that gets you to the top. But interestingly, on, on that mentality, like I think I think Lloyd developed that nastier streak earlier than me. Not that I had it easy, but it, nothing was really hard for me. Like growing up, like I was, I was not my life at home. My home life was was yeah. tricky, but my football life, like, everything went for me. Like I got. I got given a five-year contract basically after two weeks. That don't happen because a player that good shouldn't slip through the net to that extent. I'm playing for England. I'm training with the first team. Like I don't even want to train with the first team, and I'm training with the first team. I'm making my my debut in the Premier League before everybody else, and I know I'm good. I know I'm good. But me and Lloyd talk about this story all the time. Keith Peacock again. He he was one of those guys. He was he was an older man. He didn't really do much coaching, but he's been in the game for like for game. forty he years by this game. time. Like he knows everything. And he he said to me one day. We always talk about. It, he said, "Osse, you need to you need to take an aggression pill." And as a 16, 17 year old boy, I didn't understand what he meant. What he was trying to say is, if you don't come with Lloyd's mentality that he's described, 
that someone can go past you and then you have other phrases that people talk about hard work beats talent when talent don't like that's what he was trying to say but he didn't say it like that it wasn't even like I'll say weren't a hard worker I was yeah I wasn't I didn't take it easy but it was like do you think you needed someone to go past you for then it to similar I to what you said about think the release necessarily if I'm honest I'm, I'm going to say it and looking out as a guy mm. that knows the game now mm. I don't think you needed any of that if I'm honest, you were doing what you were meant to be doing. I, thi- I think so too. You was but... knocking down any winger that came near <laughs> yeah. you. Like, and you was decent on the ball, like doing your thing, getting forward, mm. getting crosses in. And like, obviously, I I do think that when you had that injury, it kind of knocked, knocked, knocked me. You. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah, it did. He had a bad injury. I remember I was at the game. Was this after you'd made a first team appearance or Yeah, my yeah, we, we spoke earlier about development. Like I made my debut as an eighteen year old. If I said to you, I never played again for the first team until I was 21, you'd think I'm lying, but I'm not lying. That's three years. And, okay, granted, one of those years I was out injured, but that was between 18 and 20 I wasn't injured. This injury happened when I was 20. That injury injury was was devastating for everyone around. You know what I'm saying? I was there, and then I don't even... How long were you out for? Like a year? Best part of a year. What was the injury? So again, this is this is part of the good times as well. So by this mm, point, we had planned to go out. That yeah, night, I remember. yeah. So by this point, we are starting to establish ourselves on the, on the West End club, on the West End, the West End club scene. <laughs> so like we, again, we this is um, great times. We're we're talking to so the older players are going out, and listen, we're young impressionable boys. We're hearing about page free girls. We're hearing about the life and. Can we come? You know what I mean, like, can we can we get involved? So we we start going to the parties. We start getting acquainted with the West End scene. And that table every time we went tables. out, we didn't even know how to get in the club without a table. Yeah. I didn't know there was a way to get in the club without a table. <laughs> I actually didn't know. I just would wonder how would everyone get in without one, a table. One of our friends. What used, do you say at the door? I just had no idea. One of our friends used to just call up the club and pretend to be an agent and just say, "My clients are coming down. Like, can you book them a table?" And then we just turn up young boys and we just just walk in obviously you gotta pay your money but walk in but yeah we were planning i think we were we played arsenal away in a reserve team game at barnett's underhill and i think it was was we going to ashley cole's birthday party oh after after yeah that, and that, we had already made that, the plan all done, i want to hear about ashley cole's birthday all done. party all we wanted to do was <laughs> get football let's talk about that <laughs> all we wanted to do was get through the game and go to the party like I didn't care about the game. He was actually playing for Arsenal on that day. This is a resi game. No, it's a resi. This is a resi so he game. was first team by that point. Yeah, he's gone. He's yeah. Yeah, long gone. So it's about 20 minutes in. And they had a good team out on the day. So we actually had to take it seriously. Mm. So Quin- Quincy Owusu Abey, he's running at me. He's twisting and turning. He anyway, remember I, st- I remember it like it was yesterday. So I'm sort of, I think it was a, it was a counter attack. And I think I was in like the left sided centre half position. So I'm twisting, turning, jockeying. I plant my my right foot to turn to my right hand side. I remember, no, sorry, not my right foot, my left foot to turn off to my right hand side. And then I remember hearing like a loud, that's what I heard. But I just, I assumed in my head that it was my shin pad, like knocking my other shin pad. That's what I assumed happened. So I've gone down on the floor. I've looked up, I've seen my kneecap, my left kneecap is on the outside of my left leg. I remember Paul Koncheski came over and he practically, he, he looked like he'd thrown up in his mouth. All the players start coming over and like, they're looking like seriously worried. So I'm shitting myself. I'm 20 years old. My knee's on the other side of my leg. I'm thinking, my career's over. That's what I'm thinking at that point. I remember Jerome was at the game. Good friend of ours, Jerome Thomas. He was watching. I'm getting stretched off and Jerome... I still remember Jerome's face. Jerome's on the side of the pitch, shaking his head. Right, He's just right. shaking his head. That's the worst bit for you, isn't it? So you I'm can like, see everybody else's yeah, reaction. Yeah, everyone else's reaction. So it was, yeah, that was that was bad. They put me in a in a cast, and I went to the hospital the next day to see the surgeon. Luckily, we we had the best care. But I went to see the surgeon the next day, and the surgeon said, "If you don't have an operation, I'd ruptured my patella tendon. That was the injury." And he said, if you don't have this, if you don't have an operation to repair it, then you'll never be able to walk again. And just someone saying that to you is when this is 
your profession. This is what you've been dreaming about doing your whole life. And someone looks you in the eye and says, if you don't have this operation, you'll never walk again. I'm thinking about playing again. He's talking about walking again. That was a big moment. And I was, I was down, obviously. And I remember my dad obviously being there for me. And I say, Dad, like, why has this happened to me? Like, why me? And I, again, I remember. So when, when, when you said the name in the podcast, it reminded me of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. that's you know what I'm saying, but yeah, yeah. it reminded me of that, but that was a bad moment. <clears throat> like, that wasn't just bad for him. Obviously, it's worse for him, but for all of us. Affects everyone, doesn't it, in the camp? Listen, like, that was my guy. We were meant to come through together. Obviously, we always wanted to play right back, right wing in the Prem. And we managed to do it. <coughs> we still. did do it. He came back. He came back. What was that against Blackburn? I Premier think I was back before then. No, but I'm saying oh. when we played together. Yeah, yeah, that was the game. So, going back to my dad and I was saying, like, why me? And he was like, and he was quite harsh with me. He just said, well, why not you? He was like, who, who else is it supposed to be? Is that what he said? And that's how I've sort yeah. of dealt with, from that moment, that's how I've dealt with every problem in my life. True, true, true. I think the right. sad, like, hardest part is that it happened for you at that point in your career when you were still trying to get that second, third appearance, some other people may have, it happened to them later on in their career mm. when they've already More got established. that established five-year deal at this point. Mm. Like a, like a, when Seamus Coleman broke his leg, he was already, yeah, already an a legend. And the yeah. day he broke his leg, he was so much an Everton legend that they offered him a five-year deal that day, didn't they? Seriously? They offered him a new contract. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they just wanted to... Fun, funnily it. enough, I signed a two-year contract a week, a week before I made that injury. Yeah. I've got that injury a week oh, before. Really? Yeah, I've gone through some of the old programs. Oh yeah, and it's because uh, I do an interview in the match day program. Oh, and really? literally signed the contract like a week before. Like it's crazy yeah. how things, so how things work out. Also, you mentioned that the players today kind of have more support than maybe you you guys did back then. And Lloyd said that it kind of made him the man he is today. So is that kind of was that beneficial for you in that to be in that environment with that kind of ownership over your own? Kind of character. I think it it depends on the individual. So Lloyd's mentioned that it made him the man who he was, but there'll be other players that that environment is completely the, the absolute mm -hmm. worst environment for them to for them to be in. Yeah, they just couldn't cope. Actually, most people can't cope. And did, did you see that happen in that environment? There were lots of listen, not particularly at our place. I must say, like I think, you know, if you look, if you analyze our youth team, you'd probably say that the players who went on to do stuff were probably the ones who should have gone on to do stuff. But, you know, I'm sure you, we always hear stories about the player that just, he just didn't have the mentality for it. Sink or swim, isn't yeah, it? He just, he yeah, just couldn't, he just couldn't cope in that environment. And Lloyd in particular was, was very strong in the sense that, you know, he had senior pros literally like trying to fight him in trainers. Like, I remember. No, like, yeah. I'm talking about coming, like trying to get hold of him Chris and, and fight him. There were players who, who tried to do Chris this Bar to him. Why did he try to fight you? Because I was lighting it up. I'm running <laughs> around doing, and he was on to me. It was so bad, the assistant manager pulled him into the office to see what was going on, then came to speak to me. Just to say, like, he apologizes for Chris. It was ridiculous. I remember, anyway, I was a young guy, whatever. I can handle it, I guess. Let's say everything else. But if it came from me doing well, and I think I knew that, so I was able to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just skip over that, keep going. I think they released Chris Bart Williams at the end of that season anyway, but I remember he was on to me. But I think Lloyd, Lloyd said earlier about he didn't really, and not in a bad way, but he wouldn't suck up to anyone. Like He wouldn't show you any any unnecessary or over the top respect because mm. that's just that just wasn't him and I think for a, a, that old school senior pro you don't tolerate that from a young player mm. from a young boy coming that's what it was back then but as I said I think now the environment is probably better for more of the boys in terms of they don't have to deal with that stuff but in terms but if you can get through those tougher periods we will know that if you can get through a really really tough period that's what makes the strongest people. So as a player, you went through a tough period with that injury. You came out the other end. What was it like when you came back from that injury at Charlton? I saw that whole injury as a challenge, to be perfectly honest. When my father said to me about, well, why, why shouldn't it be you? Who else should it be? I took that as a challenge. And I said to myself, 
all right, there's two things that are going to happen with this injury. It's sink or, it's sink or swim time. We, we've grown up in a sink or swim environment. Now, my rehab went incredible. The surgeon did, did an amazing job, so I had the best possible chance to do my rehab. I've, I had someone with me who I was friendly with. Wayne Diesel did most of my rehab. He actually went on to he went on to Tottenham and then he went on to Miami Dolphins. So he's you know serious. Yeah, Dolphins now. I don't know if he's there I now. I might but, have to send him a text. Yeah, but he was there. Really? Yeah, because I remember I messaged okay. him on LinkedIn a few years ago. So he was there. So my rehab was incredible. And then when I came back out of that injury, I actually went to knock on the gaffer's door and I said, I want to go on loan. So my attitude wasn't, I'm going to hide in this environment. My attitude was, right, your knee's fine now, I'll say. Now you need to go and prove to people that you're over your injury and that you can go and play. And I went I went on loan to Bristol City for two months. What league was that? They were in League One at the time. They were in League One at the time. And How was that? It was tough. It was tough. I've been in the Premier League bubble. Obviously, my debut was against Man United as an 18-year-old, so it doesn't. you don't top that. I went into Bristol City. They had a lot of old-school senior pros. You had people like Marcus Stewart, who people will know from Ipswich days, scored a lot of goals for Ipswich. Michael Bridges, who was at Leeds United, got you know the famous Champions League semi-final side. Old-school English manager Gary Johnson, who's still managing now. So it's a completely different environment. But I needed to prove to myself and to other people that my knee is fine and that I can play professional football. Did you so find it? Did. did you find it easier or harder playing at League One level? That's, that's a weird question. That's a no. It's not. It's not a weird question yeah. at all because it's a completely different type of football. It's a good question. It's a completely different type of football. You have players who physically look different. Taller players, bigger players, ball in the air, pitches on a slope, fans right on top of you. It's gonna say it'd be less one v one defending and more not, balls down your throat, wouldn't not, it? Not yeah, not encouraged to pass the ball. You, if you turn back and pass it back to the goalkeeper, someone's saying, "What are you doing? Like, just get the ball forward, just get the ball in the opposition half." So it's a completely different type of football. Luckily, the the senior pros were quite supportive of me, and they they told me, and I knew this internally. They. Michael Bridges and um, and Marcus Stewart, the two I had the most respect for because of what they'd done, they both came to me separately and said, you do know you're better than this level, don't you? And that was really positive for me, for them to say that. I've just come back off a long injury, I'm a young player, and I've got two players that have played hundreds of games telling me, I'll say you're better than this. So what I want to kind of get into a little bit is, you knowing you're better than that, players at League One level knowing you're better than that, how did your career go from playing Premier League at Charlton through League One with uh, Bristol and was it South End, mm-hmm. and then playing. What age did you went in non-league football? Twenty-six. So how did that kind of journey go in that <coughs> direction? Ooh, where was the, where was the turn? I think the there was a few there was a few turns. I think looking back, I should have I should have spent the whole season at Bristol City. I should have stayed there and played forty games. That would have. How many games did you play? I played like fifteen, and went back. I wasn't enjoying it that much. Those senior players had said what they'd said. In my head, I proved my point. I've come and played, and I know I'm good enough. We spoke about it. I'm good enough to play at Charlton. Why am I messing around at Bristol City? But my, my problem was, it's no good me knowing it. The rest of the football world doesn't know it. So I needed to play 40, 40 50 games and establish myself. And maybe, I say it to young players as well, maybe take the view that you have to view football as a career, and in no career, or very rarely, does your career start at the top. So if I looked at it differently, that okay, I'll play 50 games in League One, then play 50 games in the Champ, then I can spend the rest of my career in the Premier League. Mm. I didn't look at it like that, and no one ever told me to look at so it like that. So you stopped after 15, then you went, went back, back to Rezies. Basically, yeah. Or like yeah. travelling with the squad. Yeah. We were travelling with the squad for a long time. Yeah. It and, was too long. And even this, like, I went to the gaffer, again, because I wasn't playing. I told you, like, I played when I was 18 and I wasn't playing. I was in regular contact with the gaffer, Kerbishly, at the time. And I remember going to see him and I said, like, gaffer, like, I want to go on loan. Like, I need to play games. And he said, no, 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 you don't need to go on loan. He said, you're in the squad. We'll keep making sure you get your money. We think highly of you. This is what he told me. He said, you don't need to go on loan. You that's, think, what my, that's what my gaffer's telling me. So if he's telling me guidance, that, I, I trust him. Better guidance, sure. guidance could have definitely of kept course. you at the top level. From agents, up. from managers, from senior pros. No one ever got hold of me. And said, "Also, if you want to play twenty years in this game, you need to do this, 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 and this." That's why I take what I do now so personally and passionately with the young players that I talk to, because all young players think they've got time, and t- you do not have any time because 
there's another crop of youngsters coming underneath you. Then there's another crop coming by. Then there's another crop. That it's, it's relentless. There's so much talent out there and you're very easily forgotten in this game, especially depending on what position you play. So if you're a right back... Can't make waves in non-league football at right back, can you? Admit, what you meant to do, if you're a striker, you've always got a chance. Get your goals. Get they your goals. You can't about Vardy early. It's facts. They don't even need to watch. Yeah, it's facts. This on paper. If you, oh, he's a good right back. Is he? What's he good at? Oh, he can defend 1v1. Yeah, so can everyone else. When you, when you went to non-league football at 26 then, what was your kind of attitude like? Did you think, I don't belong here? Was it... I don't want to say the word big time, but were you kind of there thinking I, I should be higher up? No, nah, when you... I when I left Southend, your contract expires 30th of June. That's when your contracts expire as a professional. So I went through July, August, September, October, and the phone had, had basically not run. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in my life I'm unemployed. I've earned money from football from when I was 14 years old. I was getting brown envelopes with a little bit of cash in for my family. Now I'm 26. I've got a big car, I've got a mortgage, I've got a lifestyle to live. I'm Osei the football. I'm Osei made his debut Premier League. Osei goes here, Osei goes on holiday here, Osei this, Osei that. But I'm not earning any money. So at the time, it was beggars can't be choosers. You just need to get playing and get yourself back as quickly as possible. But after spending three or four months in non-league, I knew it wasn't going to happen. Why? I mentioned about my position, the grounds the players you're playing with, it's a, you're playing a completely different type of football. It's not the football that you've been playing all your life. It's different types of, it's a different type of football. And that's when I, I could see, I could see what was going to happen and I thought, right, I need to do something else in my life. So that's when I sort of went down the, the, the coaching route and, and yeah, that's, that's well, what, yeah, that's what man. triggered me into, into going I, down that path. As I say, his friend, like I didn't even appreciate how hard what he was going through was, you know what I'm saying? Like I was still in the game, but it's only till a spell after Wimbledon where I was like, oh my God, like, this is fucking hard. Like, I'm waking up, I'm in bed. I'm like 33 years old. No one's really trying to sign me. And I'm like, in bed till like two in the afternoon sometimes. And I'm just like, what the, f- what am I gonna There's do today? To do. And it's like, that day goes by, the next day comes, and you're like, oh my God, this is it. And I've had like, a long, you know what I'm saying, to 33. So I was actually thinking, wow, like my boys have gone through this and that's what got me going again. Cause I was like, I can't complain. I've had a decent career. When that happens at like 26, that must be the hardest thing ever to deal with. Yeah, it was dark. You must've felt mad alone at the time. Cause it's similar to me, like I was just like, the thing that helped me was getting around the boys and going out and doing things. And mm. you know what I'm saying? I, I was I was the opposite. Like I didn't want to. I didn't want I to see anyone. I understand why you wouldn't want to see yeah. anyone. I didn't yeah, want to see anyone because it's embarrassing. Basically, it's, it's embarrassing. Tough. It's tough, man. And you know what do you do? Like, it's tough. It's tough. As he said, you know, if it all ends at thirty three, it's, it's tough. But you've had a career. Do you know what I mean? Like my career, I've just, you're basically right in the middle of what I should still be playing now at my age. He's still playing now. I should by rights, I, I should be still playing now. It stopped ages ago and yeah it was dark like there were times i didn't even want to leave the house it's like a loss of identity a bit yeah completely and it it happens all the time it happens all the time and a lot of footballers don't actually find themselves until they stop playing i think all you need to do is look through the conference south squads roster from one to from one to 23 you will find a player within that squad that at some point has been at that level and is no longer there. And I think people don't realise how just right, just how know? common it is. Yeah. And it, how it's tough common. it is. They will say, oh, you made money. But yeah, you made money, but that's all you know playing football. So once you stop, and it, you just don't know how to transition into the next thing. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's one of the hardest things. Mm-hmm.